0: And I think this is like a really Canadian thing, because all these people have this, this like idea that you can so easily build a backyard skating rink and turn your son into Wayne Gretzky.
1: Welcome to the Medical Dads Podcast, a parenting podcast by two dads who happen to be medical doctors. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Stuart Harmon, a pediatric emergency room physician and father of four from Ottawa, Ontario.
0: Daddy, do you know what you're doing? Can I play a game on your computer?
1: Daddy, where's mommy?
0: And I'm your other co-host, Dr. David Shu, a family doctor from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome aboard.
1: Daddy!
0: Daddy, where are you? All right, we're back for another episode of Medical Dads. How are you doing over there, Dr. Harmon?
1: Great, great. I'd wish you a Happy New Year, but I don't want to date the episode in case it doesn't air for... For four or No, five we're going to
0: air this one soon because this topic needs to come out during the winter of 2021.
1: <laughs> All right then, happy new year <laughs> and a merry Christmas too.
0: How were your holidays? You were home with the four kids for several weeks, and it's still going.
1: <laughs> it was great in the sense of getting some time with them it was super fun. Uh, we co- we what I'm calling corona compensated uh, on the presents for Christmas this year. Right? Like that idea that because everything's so terrible because of coronavirus, you think you can uh, hide that from the children by just giving them more presents than they could have ever possibly have wanted or expected to get. So from that point of view, it was a great holiday, good time off, but uh, not much was accomplished in terms of being productive.
0: <laughs> well, you're really not supposed to be productive over Christmas. It is a time of year to recharge,
1: re-energize. This is true. Although it's it's a bit easier to recharge when you can send the kids outside to do stuff, like send them out to play with the friends or with their neighbors with the other kids. Yes. A little less recharging for the adults when you have to be there for everything they do. Totally.
0: Totally. I mean, that is the story of our whole lives from March of last year till now. <laughs> right. Now you got me curious, like what compens when compensatory gifts stick out in your mind, there must be something like pretty like extravagant that was obtained in your household.
1: I, I never thought I would actually purchase the Barbie dream house. <laughs> <laughs> we have this Barbie dream house, this five foot tall structure with multiple rooms and levels and a slide and a place to park the car, <laughs> which they also got of the Barbie car. Um,
0: <laughs> you have three daughters. I could have foretold that that house was going to be in your future <laughs> like five years ago, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually I did give it as a joint gift between three kids. One particular daughter had asked for it, but we set it up as a joint gift between three kids. Otherwise mm-hmm. we would have had to find uh gifts of equal value to give the other three plus the boy
0: now i'm curious with the boy does he have any interest in playing with the house i mean i imagine if everyone's going gaga over this thing he's going to be playing with it also
1: yeah i gotta say no he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the least but he's got enough pokemon lego or pokemon constructs the imitation lego uh, to keep mm. him occupied through to the next christmas <laughs>
0: I actually was, we were looking at buying like a dollhouse. Like apparently dollhouses are like a real collectible thing. They're not cheap at all. Yeah. Right? And like with the miniature furniture, like you can collect miniature everything for these nice dollhouses. Like I was looking at one and it was only going to be about 12 inches, right? It was like a small house. Yeah. And it's already in the 60 to $80 range
1: for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even, even a non sort of licensed dollhouse is already an expensive, uh, venture, um, mm-hmm. And then you throw in the Barbie name and now it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> Although I, I did have a certain amount of fun because I had given, been given the heads up that my child wanted this months in advance of Christmas. Uh, and mm-hmm. I actually do take a little bit of pleasure from knowing that I'm looking for something and keeping my eyes out for the bargains. And mm-hmm. in the end, I got this thing when it was, uh, it was 20% off ordering it through Chapters Indigo. And on top of that, I had a membership card that took another 10% off. So I felt pretty proud of myself uh, with that purchase.
0: Way to go. Medical dad salute to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but just to give an idea of, of what I mean by Corona compensating, my, my son had it was really into Pokemon in the last little while. I don't know how much mm-hmm. longer that's going to last, but I know one of the things he'd wanted was some of this like Lego type stuff that you can use to construct different Pokemon. And I had gotten him a few sets that he didn't even know existed. I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is going to blow his mind. And at a certain point, I was like, ah, you know what? I may have bought a bit too much of this, uh, but it's all right. Uh, I'll buy enough other gifts that it doesn't seem like all he got was Lego. <laughs> and now, two weeks before Christmas or so, when all that stuff is bought and he's got enough of that like Lego to last him, he sees a magazine that has a picture of yet another Lego character, a gigantic uh, Lego Eevee, which is another Pokémon um that's even bigger than all the other ones that that i'd already bought for him and i'd looked at it before and thought "Nah, no, i don't think he's going to be interested in that particular one but he sees it in the magazine now he wants it and if he even knew the ones that i was giving him he probably wouldn't have wanted the one that he saw in the magazine the most but i can't exactly tell him oh don't worry you're not getting that one because i got a different one that you're gonna get uh, i mean i guess i could do that but if you don't want to ruin the surprise so a long story short uh you know, two weeks before Christmas, there I am buying yet another overpriced gift for one child, which then means to keep the gift count even, I'm buying three more gifts for other kids. Yeah, all all sense and reason's been lost at this point because you're just thinking, I gotta make this the best Christmas ever. Otherwise they're gonna remember that coronavirus is ruining everything.
0: <laughs> oh, it is the best Christmas ever for Toys R Us, apparently. <laughs> That's right. So All this gift exchanging, gift opening, yada, yada, yada leads us to our topic for today, which is the fact that none of us is getting any exercise (laughs) during the winter (laughs) this year.
1: That's right. Everybody's inside.
0: Tell me, Dr. Harmon, how much exercise did you personally get in the last two weeks?
1: Uh, I think I could tell you exactly how much exercise I got. (laughs) (laughs) I had exactly 45 minutes on the elliptical runner (laughs) in a two-week span. That's not bad.
0: That's, <laughs> that's probably that's, 15 minutes more than I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, was, that was one session. One, I got on it once in two weeks.
0: <laughs> I started December with this ambition that exercise has been lagging yeah. in the last few months, right? Partly because of the podcasts. I've been writing, but mainly because the children are around. There's just no time, right? So when we got to December 1st, I'm like, it's a new month. I'm going to turn a new leaf and i started a little bit exercise i I lifted weights one time and then my buddy calls me he's like you got to use your tennis membership like i had a tennis club membership uh starting like last spring right for an outdoor tennis club but the club was closed most of the year because of the lockdown right the club then opened like in july but you know i wasn't gonna go play i was like freaking out about the virus (laughs) so there's no way i'm going to public tennis club so we get into like November and then the club starts sending us these messages saying, well, this normally the club closes like Thanksgiving weekend. This year they were like, we're going to open it a little bit longer because we've been closed for so long. Yeah. So clubs, the, the nets will stay up. You can continue to book courts. So I was like, I ain't going out there. Then when we finally got to late November. Yeah. i was like you know what i need to play some tennis like i need to do something at, at this point point. and so we ended up going playing some tennis the last time i played was like december 2nd so I, we went and hit like three times yeah and in in almost five degrees temperatures <laughs> right five degrees celsius i'm out there in a toque and wearing a, a mitten on my other hand yeah <laughs> the hand that's not holding the racket but it was not bad right and so i i i I played a t- I played tennis. I did some weights. I was like, I'm rolling. December is going to be a good month for exercise. We wrap up December. That was all the exercise I did the whole month. Those three days at the front end, and the we, it, everything fell off the wagon. So now we hit January, and I'm yeah. like, we're going to start again. It's a new month. I'm going to work out regularly. Yeah. So in the last few days, I've put in 30 minutes total doing some weights right this is the this is the landscape of fatherhood in 2021 winter like it's very bleak when it comes to exercise
1: well for people some people may not know this but here in ontario where dave and i live uh they announced somewhere near uh, they announced near the end of december that starting december 26th we were going to go down to a tighter phase of lockdown than we had than we'd already been in So that yeah. that meant gyms closed, places where you would go and work out closed, public pools closed. Um, okay. What few places that were open are now closed. Right. Except Walmart, apparently. That's right. And we were also advised not to get together with anybody who's not in your immediate family. So mm-hmm. you can imagine what that was like for the holidays, where... Before it was sort of iffy, oh, should I get together with grandparents or et cetera? But then after that announcement, it was like, no, you absolutely, the government is telling you, you must not get together with anyone who's not already within the four walls that you're already living
0: yeah i mean we could talk more about those restrictions and how arbitrary some of them are and why would they need to start on december 26th and not december 20th but we will spare people that discussion and get on to the business at hand of helping people exercise that's right so yeah from two people who are barely moving at this point
1: (laughs) so let's just take it that okay you're in lockdown wherever you are your activities are restricted so how Are you still getting exercise? And I suppose more importantly from a parenting podcast point of view, how are your kids getting exercise so that at least the (laughs) next generation can be fit? Well,
0: yeah. So the kids, the kids thing, they've, my kids have been home, right? So they've been doing like phys ed class from home, which is really not much phys ed at all, right? Like the school will issue them. You know that a reminder that they need to do something most days of the week and they give them a list of suggestions right and as parents we try to figure out you know is it is there a way for us to do this stuff and in the fall it was okay you know they were doing soccer we would go i bought extra soccer balls we're doing some drills yeah you know i live in a house fortunately so we got a little basketball net in the backyard for them to shoot at so there is stuff to do but the problem now is when we get into this winter period right everything is restricted and it's not just you know the kids or us it's everybody right like my patients we're talking to them you know i'm telling them like your cholesterol is terrible are you doing anything and everyone's like oh it's winter i can't go out and in the old days you know i could be like you could go to a gym at least go for a walk in the mall even these options are gone now right yeah. we're really limited now the saving grace of it is that the weather here hasn't been horrible so people have still been able to take walks outside Right. right. But even that is kind of hit or miss now because the ground is getting icy. I can't send like my elderly patients out for walks. <laughs> like, like it's not even that safe.
1: So, our options are getting really, really bare bones for the next two or three months. Yeah, and trying to convince your kids to go for a walk when, even if it's not completely covered in snow, which as we're recording this, it's actually snowing outside my window. So, but mm-hmm. even if it's not covered in snow, it's just cold right Mm -hmm. so getting your kids to go on a walk when it's freezing cold they're all dressed up in their snow pants and snow suits and stuff which makes the walking seem like twice as much work for them Uh, (laughs) you know not that you can't force them to go on a walk with you but as a daily type of activity you could be prepared for a lot of complaining the whole way
0: (laughs) It, it definitely is but it is still an activity that once you get out there it's still better than having stayed in you really just have to get past the complaining about getting dressed. That I feel is the biggest barrier to anyone going outdoors at this time of year.
1: Well, you know, that's the story of of exercise and working out in general is that mm-hmm. it it always doesn't feel worth it in those moments leading up to it. You know, when you're actually saying, "Okay, I got to force myself to like get changed and go out and go to the gym or or go run or even go get on my exercise machine in the basement." It's always mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, you know, I could just like Watch a show first, or you know, <laughs> procrastinate with some Pick house my cleaning nose
0: for a bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: but yeah, once you've done it, it always feels you know. Once you're in it, then you're always like, oh yeah, now I'm glad I'm doing this.
0: Right. So, in terms of outdoor activity, walking I think is a good one. It's the most basic activity. There's actually some medical evidence. There were some studies done that showed that people who walk consistently as for 30 minutes a day, six or seven days a week, that those people were far healthier than people who didn't have that level of activity.
1: I guess if you're comparing the most basic entry level form of physical activity you can get to nothing, then I'm not surprised (laughs) to hear that it's good for you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah we're basic that's what we're saying but a yeah. lot of patients will come in because you know most people in 2020 2021 many people work desk jobs yeah. they're not particularly active so they come and ask like what you know when i say your blood pressure is up or your cholesterol is up what do you need to do to be healthy this is the basic thing is if you can walk for 30 minutes a day yeah every day then you're way ahead and i think yeah. that's a that's a fairly easy bar for most people to get to you know even in the winter time You know, we probably can put on a coat and go for a 30-minute walk. The only group that I would say to be very weary of going out for walks is people who are at risk for falling, especially as the weather gets bad with snow and ice on the ground. That's the one caveat. So there are, as we get into January, February, days where people cannot be outside. But walking, I think, is a good one to start with.
1: And hopefully most of the people listening to this podcast aren't in that risk group. Hopefully. (laughs) If If you're young enough to have kids, then hopefully you can you're not in a high risk group group for falling.
0: Yeah. I mean so let's get past walking. What's what else can we do outdoors with our kids these days? Well
1: I think the big one and the one we've been doing the most over the last little while is tobogganing.
0: Mm-hmm. Kids same here.
1: Kids love that. <laughs>
0: Yes, parents kind of hate that sometimes, It's especially if you have small kids. There's a lot of walking down the hill, right? Yeah. To help them up with the toboggan again so that they can shoot down it. I'm not actually sure how much exercise they're getting, but we certainly get some
1: exercise when we take them. If they're if you're carrying them up the hill, they're not even doing that. Then no, they're not getting much exercise, but at least that that could be your workout.
0: Now, tobogganing is a good topic for us to talk about today because my wife and I had this discussion just the other day about tobogganing. How safe is it? it because we feel like, you know, we all grew up tobogganing. Yeah. But then you occasionally will read some articles about it. And it's, you know, there are incidents of head injuries and big injuries on a toboggan. So we decide to go to you as the emergency room pediatrician. Like, yeah. what is the deal with tobogganing?
1: So I think with a little bit of uh, safety planning, tobogganing can be an extremely, extremely safe activity. But okay. uh so
0: What kind of plan, like helmets? Would you recommend helmets for kids?
1: I mean, to be honest, helmets don't protect you from concussion. And uh, if the rest of the environment is set up safely, then uh, like serious intracranial injuries like bleeding, hemorrhage, swelling, I'm not seeing those injuries from from people Mm -hmm. who are tobogganing in the normal circumstances. So I would say uh, a helmet is probably not, strictly speaking, necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly I'd recommend it for something like skiing or if you're tobogganing on on a hill that's normally used for skiing or something like that. Then, yeah. Right. You know, so something
0: competence. that's a little a little faster, a little steeper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, you okay. know, if it's a if it's a if it's such a long run down the hill, like if, a, if they're going such a distance and at such a speed that it's taking, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get back to the top of the hill, then, yeah, you probably ought to be wearing <laughs> a, a helmet for that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw somebody in my last like my last shift was yesterday. My, my last mm. day, last time I was at work was yesterday. And on that shift, I saw somebody whose complaint was that they got a head injury, uh, which turned out to be a concussion from tobogganing. And, mm. you know, it wasn't a case of, yeah, I was sitting properly on the toboggan. And uh, this was on a place where this, the hill ended on a, on a plateau with a reasonable amount of snow. And I went down and and somehow hit my head. This was somebody who was sliding down on the toboggan, lying on their back, went head first, and then hit a fence. Uh, And so, you know, in retrospect, it's always obvious. Oh, yeah, obviously, this is a, you know, this would never happen to me because I wouldn't go tobogganing somewhere where there's a fence at the bottom of the hill. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it really, it's always in retrospect. So it's worth it for parents to give a little bit of thought when they go to a hill to look and say, okay, if my kid goes further than I'm expecting, how far will they go? What will they hit? What is there to crash into?
0: Right. So tobogganing, we're both in favor of. It's one of the few activities that that has been used recently. Is there anything else outside?
1: Uh, that I mean, there's stuff they do outside that counts as, hey, look, we got them outside, so they're getting some of that fresh air. But actually exercise, I don't think building a snowman like, really counts as a lot of exercise.
0: I did see my son pushing a giant snowball. It looked like, you know, one of those Charlie Brown characters rolling a snowball the size of his body. Yeah. But if, other than that, it does not look like that much exercise.
1: It's just that doing something like that is still preferable to being completely sedentary. So, you know, uh, it's better to send your kids outside and let them do whatever they want in the snow, build a snow fort, etc., that's still better than them sitting in the house watching Netflix, which uh, yeah, it's, it's when the weather outside is cold and it seems like psychologically a big uh, deal or effort to get all dressed up to go outside, mm-hmm. then it becomes r- r- way too easy to just say, oh, you know, I'll just put on a movie. I'll just put on a show.
0: <laughs> well, you got to respect the kids that are in school, usually even, you know, wind or snow. They're still outside unless it's minus 20 or below, then they don't go out for the day, right? So yeah. they're still outside almost every day because you need that fresh air. So I, I think that is an important thing to remember is that just being outside is still a good thing. Exercise yeah. is another level on top of that. But you don't necessarily need to do exercise every single time you're outdoors.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. Today is the first, as we're recording this, this is the first day of the kids supposed to be back to school. But because mm-hmm. of the, that uh, extra level of lockdown that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, my kids uh, aren't physically back at school. They're having to do school from home. Uh, right. So today, being the first day back, there wasn't continuous lessons all day long, but there was assignments they had to work on, and then there was Google Meets with the teachers at certain times of the day. So for one of my daughters, uh, she's uh, she finished her work. She's uh, starting to fight with her siblings. It's starting to get noisy in the house, and so we're telling her, look, okay, yeah, go outside. Get your stuff on. <laughs> You're going outside. You're going to have recess now. Um, and I'm saying to her, but it's going to have to be fast. You, you've only got 15 minutes because you've you got a Google Meet that's starting uh, in 15 minutes. And she's actually saying to me, Daddy, when we're at school, recess is only 15 minutes anyway. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess that's right. At school, they go through all the effort of getting them dressed up in their snow pants, hat, boots, etc., just for 15 minutes of activity. And then they come back inside and have to go through the process of, of taking off all that stuff.
0: Right, right. I so, mean, the nice thing about it is that if you, if you actually understand how schools work for children, the outdoor time is like this giant pressure valve release for yes. the teachers, right? It's like I've been in their school sometimes like on a day where kids have not been able to go outside because it's a rainy day. By the time you get to 2 p.m., everyone is going nuts, yeah. right? So the teachers would actually sometimes actually bring the students to the gymnasium and make them all run five laps <laughs> just to burn off some of that excess fuel.
1: Yeah, I guess... That 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 could be a simple message from everything that we just talked about is hey look, when you're at home with your kids and you realize that they're starting to get annoying, amped up, irritable, fighting, <laughs> uh, although it might seem the easiest step is to just say okay fine go play some video games or look I'll, I'll, let's put on a movie or go watch something on TV. Right. Uh, put it sending them outside saying like look go outside for ten minutes. That uh, <laughs> might be the best way to ramp them back I, down.
0: I will go a bit further and say sometimes if you and your wife are feeling the same way towards each other because of whatever, you've been cooped up too long, you'd be surprised. Going out for a quick walk, getting some fresh air just can reset a lot of stuff for people.
1: Yeah, just say to your wife or your husband, depending on who's listening, go outside. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's it. I've had enough. Go outside for 10 minutes. Talk to me when you're back. That's right. So
0: other than the tobogganing and walking outside— another activity that I've noticed on Facebook that's sprung up that sprung up this year is the backyard rink and I think this is like a really Canadian thing because all these people have this this like idea that you can so easily build a backyard <laughs> skating rink and turn your son into Wayne Gretzky yeah. right but so I even obtained one I bought one of these like 60 dollar kits but I mean, I've done my research. I know it is not the right time of year for this yet, at, yeah. at least not in Toronto. Like, you need consistently days around minus 10 degrees. I saw people posting, like, that their backyard rink was set up last week on a day really? where it was one degree, right? <laughs> my wife's like, how come you're not taking your rink out? What's wrong with your rink? Like, how come you can't use that? I'm like, there's a basic scientific <laughs> principle at work, <laughs>
1: right? I mean, I guess if you want to go swimming...
0: But I think it is a big difference between where you live and where I live. Like You guys, I think, get a lot more of these colder days oh, than we yeah. do here in Toronto. So for people living in certain parts of the country, the backyard rink is a viable option this year. In Toronto, I bought this $60 thing with the idea that if I can get two weeks of out of it, that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Realistically, one week getting on the ice this year at some point would be nice. Uh,
1: it sounds like a lot of work. But to, for those people willing to do it, our hat's off to you. Um, and it, it is... Be handy.
0: The other outdoor activity that has been talked about with parents that's a win- winter activity is skiing. Yes. And this is the one where, like, some of my, some friends of mine said, you know what? This 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 could be the thing that solves winter because they can they have their own ski equipment. They can get out. You know, it's socially distant relatively. Yeah. They, you know, they have their own equipment so they don't have to rent so they can get in and out right from onto the right onto the hill and then right back into their car. Yeah. But for people like me who don't own gear, like it's it seems like a, a big leap to go from where we are to actually being skiing. And then then we heard that the ski places are all packed right? Because everyone's looking for something to do yeah. and there's way too many people at the ski resorts right now. So maybe it's not a great activity. I, the jury is still out on that one for me.
1: I think downhill skiing is a big, it, it encounters a lot of those problems that you just talked about. Downhill mm-hmm. skiing is one of those things where even if you own your own skis, you can't, most people can't just say, all right, well, I'm going to go do some downhill skiing for a couple hours and then come home and get back to right. work. But right. uh, cross country skis, um, those are quite practical and uh, they're not as much fun from my point of view as downhill skiing but in terms of uh, getting your kids to do an activity that they might Mm -hmm. complain about a little bit less than just going on a walk uh, the skis could come in handy for that
0: right i mean it's essentially sort of like walking actually except you could actually go out on a a day with a lot of snow
1: yeah and you can sort of glide a little bit so it's faster it makes a bit more fun so
0: let's take this indoors because these outdoor activities that we've listed they exist. I mean, most parents know of these activities, but they're not super accessible, yeah. right? Like none of us is going to go cross country skiing on a regular basis. Downhill skiing, you know, maybe once a month or once a couple times during a season Yeah. and during COVID, who knows? So I think the meat of this is we got to figure out how to stay active and healthy while we're inside.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So how, how are you, how are we going to do that this year?
1: Uh, now, should we start by talking about the kids or just talking about ourselves? I'm assuming that it's,
0: it's kind of similar for both of us, but okay, we can break it up.
1: Just from the point of view, I have an elliptical runner in my basement, and that is the main mm. thing I use to get cardiovascular exercise. Uh, but it's, it's not something I put the kids on. It's, uh, the machine doesn't seem safe enough for the kids. Right, right. It's, it's for adults. Yeah.
0: So right. then for you, it's the elliptical. So I mean, for a lot of people, it is whatever home gym equipment that they own. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's, I have a bench with some free weights. So that's not too bad although it's kind of boring
1: that's why things like treadmills elliptical runners are a bit popular you can you could potentially watch tv or something while you're doing it Uh, although you won't guaranteed if you use the elliptical runner while watching a tv show you will if you count your calories burned or your your top speed or whatever you're measuring your success with on that machine you will not have done as much work watching tv than you will have if you've been listening to music
0: (laughs) but you are more likely to do the workout again tomorrow than if you, if you hadn't been doing anything.
1: <laughs> that is true, especially if you take a show, a series or something on Netflix, say, all right, look, I'm going to watch uh, uh, The Mandalorian, <laughs> but I'm only going to watch it, I'm only allowing myself to watch it while I'm on my exercise equipment. If you do that, then you'll uh, definitely use it more.
0: There actually are studies that demonstrate this fact, that people's exercise becomes completely useless if they're doing it while watching television or distracted. <laughs> How about your kids? Like what kind of stuff are they doing for exercise?
1: Uh, well, in terms of things that they're doing, interacting with uh, screens or whatever, well, my kids just got to Just Dance 2021 for Christmas. That was one of the things one of my kids had asked for. And I got to say, I put it on and set it up for them and give them the controls so that they can dance along with what the person's doing on the screen. And when I check on them later, they're like red-faced and sweaty.
0: So presumably they did some exercise. Good job.
1: That's right. Either that or after I left, they started screaming and yelling and fighting with each other and didn't actually (laughs) move. And they're just sweaty and (laughs) red-faced from all the yelling. So
0: that is the dance game that you're alluding to.
1: Yeah, that was the dance game I was alluding to. But the thing with those and and all these other video games that keep you fit, like, you know, they have something called uh, Ring Fit for the Switch, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, which I own and have yet to take out of the box. Um, And they have these other things like uh, Wii Yoga and whatever. And anyway, my warning for people with all those things is that if you buy a video game for your kid that markets itself as being they also have to move and you think, oh, I've done my job. I gave them a video game to make them exercise. They'll take it from there you know, they will definitely not. Uh, All of these (laughs) games start to feel like work or boring after a while. And uh, if the kid loves the video game aspect of it enough that they want to keep playing it, then left to their own devices, they will probably just find ways to circumvent the actual exercise part of it. You know, if it's a game (laughs) where your character, you have to run holding a controller to make the guy run on screen, they'll quickly figure out that they can sit on the couch and just jiggle the controller and the guy will start running. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, if we're really talking about getting your kids into an exercise regimen. It's probably best to say, look, kids, uh, I'm not saying every day we got to do this video game. I'm saying every day we're going to do 30 minutes of exercise or 15 minutes of exercise here and 15 minutes at another time. And then say, okay, today for that 15 minutes, we can do this dance game. Uh, Or today for 15 minutes, we'll do this other thing. So that the variety keeps them coming back.
0: Now, you mentioned that you left the game on and then you left the room. Like, are you exercising with them or are you supervising them as they're playing? Then, as a result of this,
1: uh, in this particular time, I'm thinking of no. I put the game <laughs> on because they wanted to play the game as opposed to I said it's time for exercise. Right. Uh, I put the game on, I watched, I sort of watched them do it for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes just to see how it right. worked and see that they could do it without breaking something. Um, and then I was like, all right, I've had enough of watching you guys, I'm gonna try to get some work done. So I came to my office, started editing a podcast. Actually, if I remember correctly, uh, and then yeah, it's maybe out, maybe an hour later or 50 minutes later, I didn't hear the music going anymore because the game's loud. So you hear the music blasting. Uh, so then I, I came back and checked to see what they were doing. And they're in the kitchen getting drinks of water and telling me, oh, look how sweaty we are.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about YouTube exercise videos. Cause that's a big thing yeah. during COVID. Have your kids been using that or have you guys been using that?
1: No, that's not really a thing that we've really dabbled with, Uh, except maybe near the beginning of all this. My wife did a few yoga videos uh, Mm -hmm. and she had the kids keep her company and do it a couple of times. But we haven't gone back to it.
0: Okay, I mean, we've done a bunch of them. The kids are always doing one called Go Noodle because the school kind of advocates for this as an exercise thing for kids they're very short videos with someone in a costume okay. and like, you know, a catchy song and the kids will have to jump and run a little bit. So it's, it's something Yeah, I found for me, the most bizarre thing is that the, these videos are not that safe. Not so much the children's ones, but the adult versions, you know, when adults exercise by watching YouTube, Yeah, this is actually, these videos should come with like a disclaimer warning. <laughs> like, at the beginning of covid, I was like, well, we're going to be stuck at home. Why don't I try to take up a new sport? Yeah. Right. I'll I'll start doing shadow boxing. Right.
1: So shadow boxing. Is that a sport? I thought that was just well, a training a, technique.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a training technique for boxing. Like I always wanted to be I always wanted to try real boxing. OK, but since that's not in, that's fairly <laughs> impractical. And now I had all this free time. <laughs>
1: Thought you'd start with an opponent you could handle. Is that the idea?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I did a bunch of these YouTube videos. Like the first one was okay. It was like a 10-minute workout, and then I was like, okay, I could handle that. I felt a little sore, so the next day I did like a 30-minute version. Yeah. The day after that, my entire neck seized up. I couldn't <laughs> turn my head, and I had this like crazy throbbing headache. Right? And my daughter looks at me. He's like, Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that workout again. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, thanks
1: a lot, doctor. <laughs> Right? And Muhammad Ali over here is getting concussions <laughs> from doing boxing with his shadow
0: <laughs> well the problem with these things is like when you do like a 30 minute shadow boxing thing like first of all you're, you're throwing like a thousand jabs Right, like, <laughs> or like, two hundred uppercuts or
1: something. <laughs> which and means your sh- shadow's throwing them back at you. That's what you're saying. He got you with a no. sucker punch.
0: <laughs> no, see, like, if you were, if you were Muhammad, if you were fighting Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali was smart, he wouldn't even throw a punch. He'd just put his hands down and just dodge you for thirty <laughs> minutes. At the end of which, you would just crumble <laughs> to the ground because <laughs> your arms aren't used to doing any of these movements.
1: <laughs> uh, the only boxing match that he takes me out with a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, this is a problem. Like it's not just shadow boxing. It's all sorts of these like adult i don't have you ever googled like or youtubed high intensity workouts, like those hit workouts
1: no that that's that's not something I'm likely to Google.
0: <laughs> so a few years ago, like there was a physiotherapist that I knew, and we were talking about like our workouts, and then I was telling him, oh, like you know, I'll lift weights, I'll do sets. And he's like, man, your workout is so like 20 years ago. And, I, and it's true. Like all my workout habits were built when I was in college. Yeah. This is not how people exercise anymore. Now, people now all are all about doing these like CrossFit things, right? Where they do like they do these like there's I guess they're more organic kind of movements, like picking up something and dropping it. And okay. they do it without paying too much attention to form. Right. So in the olden days, when we did weights, it was all about like you had to hold your arm a certain way and make right. sure you were at the right angle. Yeah. Now it's just like pick the thing up and drop it. Right. Because as you <laughs> as you pick it up, you use all these accessory muscles. So you strengthen your whole body instead of these very isolated yes. muscle groups. Right. Which seems like a terrible idea. It's,
1: it's like a prone to injury.
0: Yeah. I get tons of these patients, like all these patients and, and most of them females <laughs> who are like. I I hurt my back. I can't stand up. I'm like, what did you do? And it's always YouTube. I was doing some YouTube (laughs) thing. Right? YouTube is a deadly thing. I speak from experience.
1: I I did the help a friend move workout, and for some (laughs) reason, my back's killing me.
0: Yeah, like it. These workouts, I I would advocate for patients to be very leery of like jumping into any of these workouts if you're not used to exercising. And that if you are starting these workouts, take it really gently, do a few minutes, gradually add it up you know over a few weeks don't jump into these 30 45 minute workouts quickly because what you'll find especially when you're in our age group like middle-aged people you can still do the activity like you're looking at the screen the person's jumping up and down you can copy them right and you feel fine and it's two days later when you can't stand (laughs) up again that's when the problem is
1: oh man you know i actually remember this talk about this triggers this memory of an article i had read just in the regular news about this phenomenon of people getting more and more injuries from uh, Instagramming or, or tweeting <laughs> pictures of themselves doing yoga poses, and that uh, <laughs> even for these like yoga instructors and stuff, uh, you know, it's 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 not a, about sort of selling the idea of yoga anymore, or, as it's like selling yourself, as you know, I'm the person you need to come to because I'm the yoga guru, because look uh, how bendy I am, or look at some like pose i can do uh so people are doing these things that yoga was not actually intended to have people doing but that just look impressive but that lead to injuries
0: yeah i mean it is it's it's nasty so i would be very careful about these kind of workouts
1: all right Uh, that's some that's some good advice so you know i i think putting on some dance videos and having your kids dance that's fine But uh, by the time you get to being an adult, you actually do have to put some conscious thought into the type of movements your body's making (laughs) if you don't want to hurt yourself.
0: Well, I'm hoping that ideally parents can find something to do at home for exercise other than screen stuff because we've basically talked about getting your Nintendos out and YouTube videos. Is there anything else that kids can do indoors because they're not allowed on your elliptical machine?
1: (laughs) I, I really think if you said to your kids, look, we're doing we're doing 15 minutes now of, of activity to make us uh, breathe faster, uh, mm. 10, 15 minutes of activity that's going to make it so that you can't easily carry on a conversation, uh, <laughs> then you could creatively find all kinds of things to do that you don't need a screen to do it, right? You could just say, you know, we're doing jumping jacks and then push-ups and then uh, burpees, and <laughs> you know, that should be enough.
0: I don't know, man. How how well-trained are your kids that they're able to just listen to the, your instructions on command like, a, like an army?
1: <laughs> well, that's the only way they get their dinner.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling that it's not going to fly at my house. So we have attempted a few things. Like we've cleared off a big space in the basement. Yeah. But it's very difficult to keep the space clear. But then I also obtained some hockey sticks so we can do some like we can shoot some tennis balls around and like. Practice our shooting and passing so there's some movement there yeah right I flirted with the idea of getting out like uh, these mats that we could then roller skate on that's another thing we've considered but you need some space for this like we have a carpeted basement yeah so if you we had like a floor or an unfinished basement that would be a lot easier actually
1: okay Uh, yeah no I hadn't I don't think I'd put that much thought into actually sort of turning my house into some kind of an indoor gym
0: (laughs) well as we've alluded to back in the day I did grow up in a basement that was unfinished so I was always skating around that's where I got this idea from so I might have to implement it
1: yeah I have to say the majority of the exercise that they're getting uh, beyond going out beyond us throwing them in the backyard and them doing whatever the heck it is that they're doing back there mm-hmm. but in terms of us actually saying like okay look we realize that you guys have not been out of the house and doing anything that really counts as exercise is us forcing them to go on walks with us that's been yeah, the big one
0: that is thats That is the main one for us too. And even for the adults to at least get a walk in during the day. Yeah. It is not great for activity in terms of like building our Ironman triathlon credentials, but it's something.
1: That's right. Uh, It was, uh, it was easier over the, over the preceding two weeks, the holidays, because everyone had Christmas lights out at night. And so we could actually take them walking and they, and that was motivation was to see some of the elaborate decorations people in the neighborhood had.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, the other thing that we managed to do up until early december was we kept our bicycles out for a long time this year yeah so we still got some bike rides in up until the very end of november i think yeah and it's only in the last little bit it's just gotten too snowy there's no way to go anymore so that was good but this you know if people are tuned into this episode uh, tuned into this episode to see if we had some magic cure (laughs) for exercise this winter i'm afraid we are near the end of our time
1: and clearly there is not one (laughs) We talked about walking. We talked about tobogganing. We talked about cross-country skiing. We talked about everything that people tuning in probably already are doing and <laughs> <laughs> knew about doing.
0: We did. We did. There's. I,
1: I'm out of gas now, man. I really don't know what else to say. Well, you know, I think just that the most important message is that uh, it's not so much about this intense activity that you're keeping your kids in. It's more about preventing them from spending too much time being sedentary just in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you can even just say I'm setting, amount, setting aside a certain amount of time each day to specifically get them to do some kind of activity, then hopefully you'll be able to at least keep the kids uh, in reasonable shape to last them through the winter. And then we'll do another <laughs> podcast in the spring about what you can really do to, to now make up for lost time. All right. We promise. We promise. And for you adults out there listening, after the kids go to bed, it's time for you to get your butt on that exercise machine.
0: <laughs> Way to finish the episode. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with your butt there, but apparently not.
1: <laughs> uh I guess there is other activities that you can do after the kids go to bed that will at least elevate your heart rate for two to ten minutes, depending on your stamina.
0: (laughs) On that note, have a good night, everybody.
1: See you next week.